Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 122, and today I'll be talking about Restaurant Wars. I'm GC13. So if you read the recap post for this episode, you'll you'll know how I feel uh, about this first and foremost. I think it is the best advertisement for fried mozzarella sticks that there ever really could be. I mean, did anyone look at the, look at Steven eating that and think, eh, I can I could I could I could do without that. I mean, I had never even known fried mozzarella sticks existed, but I sure do now, and they they do taste pretty good. I think I think Petey was right to get those out for Steven. I mean, it, we all we all see how things went in the episode later on, how that complicated things. But I, th- I think Petey was right to try. Of course, we go right right from delicious fried mozzarella sticks to probably an example of about the worst way to handle negotiations like ever in the history of cartoons forever. I mean, I guess there really was no point in negotiating. Uh, Kofi was really dead set on on having another war. He, he had the he had the sign right there by the door, ready to go. And I guess Fryman just was not taking any guff from Kofi. But I mean, if they'd been willing to be adults about the issue, you know, maybe uh, maybe Fryman could have just let Kofi sell Stephen a French fry pizza, or maybe just you know given Kofi the money from the sale of the mozzarella sticks. Or, you know, maybe Kofi could yell and scream and say, you know, don't do it again, or just something, anything besides the carnage that we end up seeing um, after the first strike. The uh, person, I, I liked the person tired out from all of the carbs on the pizza. That was, that was, a, that was a nice comedic touch, although I'm, I gotta be honest, I am wondering why the person's cowering in the t-shirt shop, but the show needs to have its mysteries, right? You know everything about First Strike. Well, it's it's a comedy episode in particular, but First Strike uh, is especially comedic. Um, I think, like, though, we're all out of fries. You know, here, have deep fried pizza instead. Because you, you're just getting this mental image of the fry shop too busy figuring out how they're going to make pizza to, you know, folk to keep any fries in stock. And I, I don't know how Kofi at Fish Stew Pizza was able to get some deep fryers capable of making french fries, but they both managed to replicate the other's food of choice very well. So, I mean, you saw all the demand that Fist Stew Pizza was getting for french fry pizza. That was They were ringing off the hook there. So uh, clearly, this war was a long time coming. Um, you know, we, we learned the history of the conflict from PD, the uh, Everything Buffet, which was just able to beat the pants off of everyone else on the boardwalk until Kofi and Fryman teamed up together. Uh, maybe maybe there was a pent-up demand for something of the Everything Buffet's caliber, perhaps? Uh, interesting fan theory that I am, I am supportive of and I hope turns out to be true. I, I do hope that the owner of the Everything Buffet turns out to be none other than Andy DeMeo. I mean, we already know he's a pretty good cook, so... Or at the very least, that he can peel potatoes. So I'm gonna cross my fingers and hope that hope that that comes up in the future. But eh, I don't know. It's, we can always dream about it. Is is what I think. I just love the idea though that Kofi would be so petty that he would password protect the Wi-Fi to keep Ronaldo off of it. And I mean, Kofi's really really unhinged uh, in this episode with his enormous, you know, cartoon-sized amount of papers, and you know, this is again something that I, I don't normally expect from Steven Universe to do something because, you know, hey, it's a cartoon and cartoons are supposed to be funny, so let's do something over the top, like an enormous pile of paperwork 
that Kofi expects Steven to do. And then uh, that he has a hot brand ready to go. He probably had a pizza oven just keeping that brand warm for Steven. Although I do wonder, you know, knowing what we know about the rest of the nuke, how Steven was able to do in Bismuth and in Steven versus Amethyst, I do wonder how much that brand would have actually hurt him. I mean, obviously, at this point, he expects him to, and Kofi certainly expects it to. So, I mean, just, again, Kofi is completely bananas at this point. But it is, Stephen was very, very close to being proven to be quite physically resilient, so I don't know if that actually would have hurt him. But uh, Stephen runs off without his permanent VIP card, uh, and without his pizza bits. And I, I I do like the little meeting he has. I, I just... I just love the way Jenny blows on uh, Kiki's cheek there after, you know, calling her the cutest girl in Beach City. Um, that, that was that was adorable uh, twin love, and we'll, we'll see more of that next week when we talk about uh, Kiki's Pizza Delivery Service. But, you know, normally we're seeing Jenny be the, be the hard-nosed one, you know, the evil twin, so it is nice to see her being an adoring sister. Um, it, 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 was, it was cute. Um, but so so they come up with their their master plan because well I I mean I mean apparently it worked out so well in Romeo and Juliet so it it must work here right and then proceed with like the most flagrant deception I have I've seen on the show that that is actually believed I I don't know if there are any more obvious deceptions on the show than this but it was um, are do you mean to tell me that you two are involved in a romantic relationship. Yes, Stephen. I mean, scripted, you decide. And I, I do think it is a nice touch that they have the matching bouquets of flowers for each other. Just, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say at this point. Stephen and his friends are apparently very bad liars, but that's okay. Kofi and Fryman are apparently so wrapped up in their little war that they can't really parse out the um, obvious fakery of it all. And then, of course, Jane shows up. Uh, she's been a background character for a while, you know, ever since, uh, well, actually, in her first appearance in Lion 2, the movie, she she wasn't even in the background. She got called up into the foreground like a trooper doesn't even leave her station during the battle with the training robot. I mean, I say, I say good on her. That takes guts. And, of course, uh, most recently, we saw her in the background at the downhill race in Beach City Drift. Hard to tell if she was Ronaldo's girlfriend at the time or if they had met each other there because they're they're not standing next to each other like I would figure that a boyfriend and a girlfriend would be. Uh, Ronaldo seems like he's there just completely by himself. I mean, either that or for some reason he brought the scooter and she walked beside him. I I don't know. Maybe maybe Ronaldo would do that, but maybe. But I I think they might have met there and then and then started dating. (sighs) <sighs> Poor Ronaldo. I mean, it, I'm just so glad it had a happy ending. Um, if you if you watch the Keep Beach City Weird blog, um, actually the last post is the happy ending that has where Jane likes his post. You know, using Koala Princess to explain what happened. So you know, hopefully, hopefully the damage that was done in an effort to bring peace to the boardwalk uh, was itself repaired. Because, you know, I love Ronaldo. He's my spirit animal. You know, he has all the crackpot theories, you know. He'd be with me on uh, on Pink Diamond Theory. I know he would be. Because we both hold on to that truth deep within our hearts against all contrary evidence. 
Although, just as an aside, I am thinking about alternate explanations for, you know, the rose and pink diamond situation. I'll, uh, once I have a few good ones to explore, I'll, I'll probably punch that one up as speculation after the uh, new Stephen Bomb has officially aired. Because there are some intriguing other possibilities that uh, I think should be I think should be explored. You know, much as I love my theory, I'm not going to marry myself to it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm married to the truth. But the war goes on, and Stephen... Uh, Stephen takes matters into his own hands. Uh, well, he and the gems, you know. Every good master chef needs some helper chefs. And that's that's what Stephen has in uh, Amethyst. I guess she knows food really well. I, I just, it's, it's hard for me to find the words. I love the scripted nature of the um, trip to Stephen's restaurant. You know, and I will have the fabulous fries. Like, every everyone knows what's going on, but they're going through their... They're going through their script beautifully. I, th I thought it was a very nicely done uh, scene. You know, they, they knew Stephen was trying to send them a message. And they, they, they went through the pantomime, same as Stephen did. Although, uh, again, if you, if you read the recap post, you'll know I love Stephen's little face when he plays innocent later on. But <laughs> you want me to close down my little old restaurant? Uh, it, it, it was great um, hearing Kofi do the pizza bagel uh, commercial. I, I absolutely love that. The ketchup is inside the fries! I mean, it, it was purely glorious. And then just, just when you think that Kofi and Fryman are showing up to run Steven out of town, they, please, please, you have, to, you have to close this place down. There is already a line! And, and of course, it's Onion. Onion looking for a piece of the action. Onion's not going to let any excitement go by without, with that, without seeking that out. So you do wonder, did they honestly run the everything buffet owner out of town, or did they just beg him to leave? And again, uh, coming back to the Andy thing, you know, that he was he was looking for an excuse to leave. So if he ran the everything buffet, I could see him deciding to take up travel after that. Okay, fine. You guys don't want me. I don't need you anyway. You know, my, my vision might just be clouded because I love Andy. I just think he's a, a very fun character, and I, I, I want to see him back. Maybe, even if he didn't have the original Everything Buffet, maybe he could start up a new one. But, you know, Stephen gives his little speech. Um, you know, cook for the good of the boardwalk and, you know, rest restores the peace. You know, ends the war, uh, much to um, Ronaldo's half-happiness. Poor Ronaldo. Again, every everything's okay now, but it's just tough to see him go through that kind of heartbreak, you know? Even in a comedy episode. And, and then, uh... I thought the ending was fantastic. We on break. Yes, Amethyst. Yes, you would have been, except, again, this launched halfway through the big old Steven nuke where we got a whole month of new episodes daily. That was insane. Eh, but, you know, there you go. Those are my brief thoughts on Restaurant Wars. Uh, tune in next week. Uh, hopefully it'll be more than just me talking about Kiki's Pizza Delivery Service. That should be great. Again, it's just fun to see Jenny and Kiki being cute twins. Although, uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about it later. So, see you guys next week. Until then, I'm GC13. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.